Dharma Bites is brought to you by Free Buddhist Audio, the Dharma for real life. Our work is funded entirely by donations from our generous listeners. If you would like to help us keep this free, come and join us at freebuddhistaudio.com forward slash community. Thank you and happy listening. So the third verse, the apparent the infallible condition, co-production, and the void, free of predication, the two understandings, as long as they appear separate, for so long is the sage's thought still unrealized. And this sounds complicated, but beyond the complication, it takes us into the mystery of life itself. The apparent is form, the void is shunyata, which we tend to translate as emptiness, not the best translation. And it can make us at once remember the line from the Heart Sutra. Form is only emptiness, emptiness only form. So they are not separate. And I felt we glimpsed a bit of this when we were looking at those cards on the first morning. And I was remembering Mokshalila and the cobweb. And you talked about magic and mystery, didn't you? You held up this picture of this cobweb, which is quite real, but also quite sort of translucent. And as we have a deeper response to our experience, we see these things more. So things are vividly present, truly there, and yet there's nothing there. So we can see all the beauty of a flower, of a cobweb. It's so real, it's so alive. It's what life is, but simultaneously it has no fixed existence. It's there and it's not there. And that's the mystery of life itself. And it's here, now, every moment. And sometimes we do glimpse a little bit more. We actually see, we see the beauty more, we see the vibrancy more, the poppies are brighter, the cobweb is a little more luminous. And we have that sense that form is only emptiness, emptiness only form. Uh, a couple of times I'm engaged with a, a teaching uh, or interpretation which comes from Sagramati, who's probably one of our main scholars in the, in the movement, and he talks about conditionality as a mystery. And he talks about the mystery of change. He calls it magic, that's his phrase as well. Because we can produce all the scientific analys- analysis we might like, we can describe the facts, but fundamentally we can never actually explain change. How a leaf withers and falls to the ground how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, how a tiny seed in a stagnant pool becomes a lotus blossom. That's magic, just magic. And we cannot really explain that. But in some way, shunyata holds that. And within that magic, we can also say how a human being becomes enlightened because we have the spiritual or transcendental nirma as well. So I'm ranging around a bit, but I haven't got onto this thread. I mean, the truths of impermanence and insubstantiality do mean that our potential is eternal because there are no endings. And our potential is endless because there are no boundaries. There are only the endings and the boundaries that we fabricate for ourselves. And so shunyata, what's a kind of infinite network of changing, mutually supporting conditions. And that is also conditionality. So it's that vast network that we can't quite understand. 
people can't at all understand actually holding it all holding all those niyamas holding all those connections and whatever is beyond and beyond and beyond is shunyata so fortunately Bhante gives some descriptions of this in the Oh, an excellent essay called The Way of Emptiness in Crossing the Stream. He describes it. Each into all, all into each, and all into all, like the unimpeded interpenetration of innumerable beams of light. And he says that this is penetrating everything that exists and being penetrated by everything. And he says, this mutual penetration is liberation is happiness. There's a whole emotional content there as well. And then one more quotation. The universe no longer appears as an unchanging system of static things and rigid relations, but as a delightfully free and fluid interplay of constantly changing terms. It is not so much that reality changes, but that reality is change. Reality is change. Reality is conditioned co-production. And again, we have glimpses, don't we? The mist lying on the field in the early morning, the bell resonating in the shrine room until the tone just fades out and fades out and fades out in the atmosphere. Plates passing between hands, washing up on a good day. Looking into someone's eyes at a moment of forgiveness. You know, we have, a, we have glimpses of meaning and those glimpses mean a lot. And at an ultimate, very subtle, very refined level, this is the emptiness of the clear blue sky where the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas appear in the subtlest of forms, translucent, there and not there, the thousand-armed Avalokiteshvara, Green Tara. And they are manifesting out of compassion for the world. So... Um, well, where are we now in all of this? Because it's a very, very big vision. Where are we now in all of this? So we're probably still trying to define me, mine, still coming to terms of just being a heap. And um, the useful, well, such an important figure to go back to here is Nagarjuna, absolutely primary thinker. It's a very strong influence on Sankhapa. And also... Uh, in the perfection of wisdom tradition, so the same tradition as the Heart Sutra. And he says some really, really helpful things. Um, yeah. So he says, well, all we have are experiences. All we have is that something happens. You know, the cobweb happens. The caterpillar happens. All we have are experiences, which he calls contingencies. So shunyata is not a state, it's not a thing, and it's not nothing. And he describes it as a way of being, a strategy for living, a way of seeing and feeling. And I'm taking this really from the analysis given by Stephen Batchelor in the, in the introduction to Verses from the Center, where he's talking about Nagarjuna. And within that, I, me, is an effective working model. You know, of course, we have a kind of existence. Of course, there's something there. It's not a fixed self. And it's not no self. And Nagarjuna's interpretation is that it's a relational self. We exist in relationship. So we definitely have a sense of being, but we need to carry it lightly. 
And he says Shunyata is living in a world at ease. Living in a world at ease. And that happiness which Bhante mentioned in the previous quotation. We hope you enjoyed the talk. Please come and help us keep this free at freebuddhistaudio.com forward slash community. And thank you.